Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to episode 12 of the Leadership Matters Podcast. It is so good to be back behind this microphone here in January 2019, and I am so excited for this upcoming year in this podcast. I got to tell you, I was able to sit down just before Christmas of 2018 and map out the entire calendar year, and we have got some really, really cool, exciting topics we're going to be leaning into in 2019 for this podcast, including, get this, for the first time, a couple interviews we're going to be doing, which we've never done on this podcast up to this point. That being said, I want to jump right into episode 12. I've entitled this one Leadership Hacks, and just so you're aware, this one is actually going to be broken up into a few parts two, possibly three-part series uh, because there's so much material here and good stuff, and so I want to jump right in. Uh, I want to jump in with this question. I, I don't know if you've ever heard somebody, a leader specifically, say this before, this specific phrase. I just don't have time for that. Maybe you've been talking about a, a certain uh, thing or a task or, or a leadership initiative that, that they know maybe they should be doing or want to do, or maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's something that they really want to lean into, but, but we come up with this phrase attached afterwards because we're not currently doing it, and that is this, I just don't have time for that. I, I need to have more time in my life if I'm going to lean into that. And I've definitely heard all kinds of leaders and people state this idea before. In fact, I've, I've probably used it, if I'm being perfectly honest, I've probably used it a time or two myself. Knowing I need to do something, but then excusing myself because I simply don't have enough time. And maybe you found yourself there before. If you're being honest with yourself, um, maybe you would find yourself ha- having said those statements before as well. The only problem with this excuse is that it's just that. It is an excuse, and I want to recognize that first before we go any further, because all of us actually have been given the same amount of time in our day. Every single one of us, the last time I checked anyways, unless you know something I don't, every one of us gets 24 hours in our day. None of us are ever going to end up getting more time than that. That's it. That's what we've been allotted in, in each day. But when it comes to things you would just love to be doing, but excuse yourself for a lack of time, it's actually not an issue of time at all. And I want to get that clear. The problem is is actually more of a priority problem. The truth is that that it's simply whatever you're excusing yourself from saying, I just don't have time for that. The truth is it's simply just not important enough to you to make a priority or important enough to us, to me, to whoever you fill in the blank, whoever we're talking about. Listen, the real reason is because you don't value it enough. Priorities are are the things in our lives that we actually prioritize because we value them enough. They hold a specific weight and value to us. Listen, nobody has to tell you to take time for eating or even dressing yourself in the morning. I mean, it would be pretty awkward if everywhere you went, you, you forgot to dress yourself, or, or you got up out of bed and just went off to work or school or, or wherever you're going and just used the excuse, well, I didn't have time to dress myself this morning. Like, how ridiculous would that be? None of us would ever do that, because we value it enough to take time for it. And I wanted to start here today in this part one of Leadership Hacks, because I don't want any of you thinking 
that this whole Leadership Hacks mini-series is going to be me telling you you need to be doing more as a leader or, or looking for the greatest shortcut or the, the quickest hack to, to, to simplify your, your life as a leader. That's not actually what this is about. It's actually the exact opposite. I, I do want, want you to simplify your, your life and, and especially your leadership. But the bottom line is, is all about your effectiveness as a leader. And I want you to know this. Please catch this before we go any further. I really want you to get this. Your effectiveness as a leader is not a result of you doing more or finding that greatest shortcut or hack like we just talked about, but it's actually a result of you being more. Not doing more, but being more. Being more what? Being more intentional. Simply stated, if I were to say it really short, it's this. The bottom line is this. Intentionality leads to effectiveness. Intentionality leads to effectiveness. You want to be an effective leader, then we actually need to become more intentional with our everyday lives and especially our leadership. And some of you might be might be thinking, well, how do we do that? We're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do that, just take a deep breath right now, okay? Because that's a huge stress relief in and of itself. Because many times we listen to these podcasts or we read the latest leadership book or, or we're talking to another leader and, and we go to a leadership conference and we sit there and we leave actually feeling a little bit more weighted, a little bit more stressed, a little bit more anxious about our lives and our leadership because we think we need to be doing more. And I don't believe that doing more um, is, is directly related to your effectiveness as a leader. I actually believe it's being more. That if we would just all be a little more intentional, that we'd actually be able to be more effective as leaders in what, what we've been called to do. So what does that mean? What does that look like for a leader? Great question. More intentional about what? Well, let's start with being more intentional about knowing yourself. And that's where I want to start with part one of this Leadership Hacks series. Is, is I want to talk to you today in, in this brand new episode in January 2019 about being more intentional about knowing yourself. We, we all, I'm sure, can, can list leaders or, or people we know in our lives who, who just don't have a whole lot of self-awareness. And uh, I, I'm sure I've been guilty of that at times in my own life. And if there's one thing I'm learning lately and trying to be more, it, it's being more self-aware, being more intentional about knowing who I am and, and who has God created me to be as a person, but also as a leader. And so I, I got thinking about that a little bit more, and, uh, and what I've come up with is, is just three practical ways to get you started. This isn't an, an exhaustive list. Um, this isn't the be-all and the end-all. But if you were sitting there and we were having a conversation and you were in the room today and I was sitting here with you and we were having nice, real, expensive, uh, legit, authentic coffee... Uh, I, I would I would start asking you a few questions, and, and I'd probably start with getting you to list a, a few top fives, and that's kind of where I want to go in this episode. I want to give you three top fives that I believe actually will illuminate and allow you to, to know yourself a little bit better, and, and these, these are great practical steps in, in getting you going in the process of knowing yourself more and, and being more intentional about knowing yourself maybe than you've been in the past. So the first list I call the top five calls. And what do I mean by calls? Uh, when I say top five calls, I mean these are your top five calls to be great at. 
And, and here's the question I would ask you. Do you know what you're called to be great at? You see, one of the most transformational exercises, I, I'm speaking to you this material, a lot of this material is stuff I've walked through myself. All of it actually is, is stuff I've walked through in my own personal and leadership life. And so uh, the most transformational exercise I did was about, I, I don't know, it was probably about five years into youth ministry as a leader, was sitting down and thinking about this question. What do I believe God has called me to be great at? And he began to write that list down. Just top five, five things. I mean, we, we can all list all kinds of things. And, and you know what? That's part of the problem because many of us are good at so many things. And, and we believe the lie as leaders that we have to be good at everything. And we actually uh, is a huge detriment to our leadership and, and our effectiveness as leaders by trying to do too much. And, and I know I've been guilty of that in my own leadership over the years, is, is trying to be good at so much. But the older I get, the more experience and life experience I get and experience as a leader, the more I've realized, man, if, if, if I could, I, I think life is all about this. If I could really lean into two or three things, you know, that I feel called to be great at, it would really simplify my life and my leadership a lot. Now, I said two or three there. I know I, I told you to make a list of five. The reason I said two or three is because I believe the first couple, the first one or possibly two for you, depending on where you are in life right now, I believe those are already no-brainers. Now, let me, let me give you a little picture of what, what this could look like for you, and, and let me uh, share a bit of my list with you. I won't give you all five, but let me share the, the first three or four anyways, uh, just so you have a better idea of, of what this could look like. And please don't try and mimic my list. You need to come up with your own top five calls. All right. So the top five things for me in in specific order are this. The, the first thing I feel called to be to be great at, not just good, but the best at is to be a husband to to my wife. I feel called to be a great husband, not just average, not just good. I actually want a healthy marriage that doesn't just survive things and, and survive this life. I want one that thrives. And the only way that that's going to happen is if, if I actually take the, the onus and take responsibility for my actions and work at becoming a great husband to my wife. Nobody else can come in and do that for me. That's my job. God has actually called me to do that and me alone, nobody else. So that's what I mean by what has God called you specifically? There might be other people around you that can do some of the other things, but what has God called, what has he created you to do? He's created me to be a great husband. He's also created me to, to, to be a great father to my three kids. I have three kids, a couple of them starting to enter the teenage years. And, and no matter what age or stage or, or season you might find yourself in, if, if you are a leader that is a parent, I want to encourage you that one of the things God has called you to be great at is a parent, whether that be father or mother. God has called me, specifically me. He's called me to be a great father, not good, not average. And, and this, I'm not talking about perfection here. I really want to distinguish that, that, that this is, I'm not, I still mess up as a dad all the time, but he's calling me to attempt to try my best to be a great father to all three of my kids. And, and so those are my two that I would say are no brainers. Those, 
those were the first two I wrote down. When I sat down to do this exercise and actually list the five things that I feel called to be great at, these were two no-brainers that just immediately I was like, well, yeah, that's, that's obvious. The next three have to do with I, what I feel God has called me to be great at in a sense of my talents, the giftings, the, the passions, the dreams, the things that God has actually put in my heart. And uh, some of them have been there maybe since birth. Some of them uh, I've learned over the years and, and began to actually see and God has actually illuminated them to the, the more I've led and, and the more life experience I've got. I've been actually able to, to really lean into these three. And so uh, my number three after husband, after father, my number three is to be a, a great leader developer. I believe one of the, the, not just the passions, but one of the callings God has put on my life is to actually help develop leaders. That's why I do this podcast, because I believe in leadership development. You don't have to get me excited behind this mic to do these podcasts and, and to talk to leaders or to do a seminar or a breakout or anytime I get to actually sit to stand to whatever uh, in front of a group of leaders, one, two, or hundreds, it doesn't matter. I don't have to get excited. I don't have to get myself amped up for that. That is one of the passions of my heart. And if you're wondering what maybe your top five are, I want you to pay attention to the passions that are there because I believe God is the one who placed those passions in the first place. And so don't negate your passions thinking that it might be something uh, that you don't want to do. These top five things, I believe, are going to be things that you actually are passionate about. And uh, not that it'll always be easy or there won't be seasons you go through where it's tougher to, to crank out material or, or, or to, to be great at these things that you're not going to have to learn or hone your skills. Um, but, but these are the passions that God has placed inside of you. And so leadership development is a passion that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I love pouring into leaders. I love helping shape the next generation of leaders. And, and it is one of the things that, that consumes my, my life, my thoughts. And, uh, and, and so that is number three on my list. Number four is communication. I believe God has called me to be a great communicator. And so I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to tailor my life in such a way that I'm constantly learning. I'm listening to other communicators. And I'm not talking about just public speaking in, in front of mass groups of people. I'm talking about one-on-one -on -one communication. I'm talking about communicating with, 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 with one or two or three people or communicating to all sorts of different means, even, even through various mediums of communication like email, social media, other, other streams of communication and the way that we communicate, even our own body language, uh, the, the, the tone that we use when we speak, that those all communicate a message. And so I feel one of the things that, that, that God has called me to be great at is communication. And so I'm constantly trying to, trying to tweak and hone and better myself in, in the area of communication. Now, I won't go into number five for the sake of time. I, I could spend more time talking about these, but why was this so freeing for me? Well, the reason it was so freeing for me, this little exercise of, of actually sitting down, and I'm, I'm not suggesting it's going to happen in one take where you sit down and then 15 minutes later, you've got your top five. This might be a process. It might be a week-long venture. It might be a month-long venture. There may be some prayer and fasting attached to this because this is so crucial to, to your life and your leadership. This really does matter, and that's why I'm so pumped about talking about this first thing in January of 2019. But what this did for me is it really freed me up from having to be great at everything, having to be good at everything. 
that many times as leaders we we become Jack or Jill of all trades, and, and we we have to we don't necessarily become specialists in any one area because we have to be good at everything because we maybe don't have the help around us. And so we learn in a hurry that I've got to know something about everything, which actually uh, does huge detriment to our to our leadership long term and the sustainability of, of the effectiveness of our leadership long term. So I, I want you to, to realize this, that you were not designed. I was not designed to be great at everything, but I was designed to be great at these five things specifically. And when you get these when you actually get your list, your top five calls, what you believe God has called you to be great at, not just good, not just average, to, to really excel at, and then you start handing all the other things that are on your plate that you have to do in a day, you start empowering others and, and giving tasks and different responsibilities away. It actually frees you up to be the person that God has created you to be. And here's what I've found personally, that many of Many times, uh, these, these top fives are dream-related, and, and this can actually help you avoid burnout when, when you get these into your, into your system, when you get them into your life and you become more intentional about, about being a great, for me, being a great husband, when I become more intentional about being a great father, when I become more intentional about being a great developer of leaders and, and a great communicator, I, I'm actually a better person. I'm a happier person. I'm a more fulfilled person because I'm actually able to lean in to the things that God has actually wired me for. And man, that is so liberating. That is so freeing. Um, We could stop right there and that'd be worth it in this podcast. But I'm going to keep going into some other top fives. But I want you to realize this, going back to the whole avoiding burnout for a second. I want you to realize this. Leaders don't actually burn out from doing too much but not enough surrounding their dreams and their calling. And so if you would pay attention to the things that God has actually called you to, and you get to spend the most and your most focused time leaning into those things, I'm telling you, it, it, it is going to help you avoid burning out. The reason that most people burn out is because they, they don't spend enough time leaning, in, leaning into the things that God has called them to be great at. Uh, so after you identify these, I, I'm actually able to be more intentional and prioritize my time around these five things. And we're going to get to that in, in probably in part two. We'll, we'll talk about it a little, a little further. But the quicker you can come up with your top five, the further ahead you're going to be as a leader. And that's really one of the goals of this leadership podcast is, is to help you go further faster. Um, and, and so I, I'm really believing that if you will take the time and do the homework, do the work, put in the work, sit down, pen and paper, and just listen uh, to the heartbeat of God and actually do this exercise of what you feel God has called you to be great at, that it is actually going to be a freeing exercise for you and, and help you so much down the road. The second top five uh, I think you need to pay attention to, um, and this one can be directly related to, to avoiding burnout as well, something that I learned in the midst of my burnout, is, is your top five fillers. And the question I would ask you if I was sitting in front of you today would be, do you know what energizes you or what fills your tank? Have you ever taken the time to identify the things in life that actually fill you up? Now, these could be all sorts of of various things, and your list is going to look drastically different than my list, I'm sure. But have you ever taken the time to sit down and identify the things that, that actually bring you life? And fill you up, get you excited. 
get you just feeling good. Because life and leadership is, is, is not so much about balance. And I hear so many people in the past, and I've even done it in the past, I've talked about, well, you got to have good uh, balance to your life. And you got to make sure that you balance that out. And I've just realized that life is not so much about balance as it is about having healthy rhythms in place in our lives and even in our leadership, which goes a long way. You see, you can't be intentional about, about healthy rhythm if you don't know yourself. And that's why this, this part one is so important about being more intentional about knowing yourself um, because you can't, you can't be intentional about having and instilling um, healthy practices and healthy rhythms and principles and habits in your life until you know who you are. And that's why I started with the top five calls because that's where I believe it starts for all of us. You actually need to know yourself and what God has called you to be great at. But then you need to know what fills your tank so you can be intentional about having healthy rhythm and healthy systems in place to to help you avoid um, burnout. So for me, this is this is my list. I'll just once again let you in. I want to be a transparent, authentic leader. And so here's my list. For me, my top five are this. And it's not just contained to, to five. There's all sorts of different things that fill me up. And so please don't, don't hear me wrong on this. But these are my top five. Um, building slash renovating. I love working with my hands. And so number one on my list, these are in no particular order, by the way, not like the top five calls. These are a little different in that I've just listed them in, in the order they came to me. But uh, building and renovating is is in my top five. Like I love building stuff. I love, and, and not just physical stuff. This even spills over into what I feel called to be great at. I love building systems and structures and and developing that in in organizations and in, in uh, I love doing stuff with my hands. Love making things better. Looking at something and saying, "Man, I I could make that so much better." And so for me, let me just take it a step further and and uh, allow you to see how this translates in my own life. Uh, for me, working at a district office where where I get to work with leaders now, but I'm one step further removed from seeing the results of what I do. And this all comes to comes back to knowing yourself. I know enough about myself to know I need to see results from time to time. I'm a, a task-oriented person. I need to see the results of, of what I've done and what I've put my heart and my passions into. But working at a district office, another level up of leadership, I don't actually get to see the effects of what I do day to day. And so for me, I've had to go elsewhere to make sure that these things that fill my tank, because that actually fills my tank, and knowing that about myself, I need to find this in other places. So for me, how this translates for me, I take a week every January, and I usually will renovate a room in our house. I'll build something. I'll make something better. So a couple years ago, it was our kids' bathroom in the basement. Last year, it was our master bathroom. Totally gutted it, renovated it, built something where I can look at the end of that week, and I can say, I made something better. I can see the results of what I've done. I was just talking about this with my with my wife the other night. We, we've been getting into puzzles lately. And I was saying to her, this is so um, therapeutic for us because for both of us, we don't necessarily get to see the results short term of what we do in our, our area of work all the time. And I said, so doing a puzzle at night and working on these thousand piece puzzles and whatnot, they're actually very therapeutic because at the end, we, we like to to look at the finished product and say, I did that. I put that together. I built that. And so what is that thing for you that fills your tank like that? 
that's one of the things that fills my tank. Another thing is being outdoors. I love taking hikes or being on the boat or fishing or whatever. I just love being outside. And so I have to pay attention to that. That's, that's big on my list of filling my tank. And if I, if I'm cooped up inside of an office with no windows, that is, that is totally going to destroy my creativity and, and drain my tank. Number three on my list is developing and equipping leaders. Um, I already talked about that. I feel called to be great at that also fills my tank. And so what about you today? What fills your tank? Um, For the sake of time, I'm not going to go any further. I'll just share those top three. But what is it that actually fuels you and and, and gives you life at the end of the day? It might be playing a sport. It might be reading. It might be listening to music. What are the things, the practical things? They don't have to be, be that spiritual in and of themselves. But what is it that fills your tank? And finally, the top five list I'll end with for this part one of Leadership Hacks is your top five drainers. Going right along, following suit with the top five fillers, you need to know what actually drains your tank. What sucks the life right out of you as a leader if you have too much of it in your life? And so for me, eh, too much administration work or event planning, I, I just... I mean, I have to do it from time to time in my area of work, and and I can't avoid it, but I need to be careful. I need to pay attention to how much and even when I'm doing that uh, and and be very intentional about that and avoiding that too much of that at the same time, or I'm going to get very drained and very depleted in a hurry. Too much counseling. Counseling people uh, drains me. I'm not a counselor. And sure, I love giving advice and mentoring and coaching and, and that. I, I do enjoy that. But but just counseling people's needs, I, I get fed up too fast. I, I just don't have the patience for it. I know enough about myself that at the end of the day, if I sit with too many people in one day or, or in a span of a week, just helping them through their problems and counseling them, I'm going to get drained. It's going to suck the life right out of me. And maybe that sounds horrible for you to, to listening today to hear me say that. But again, this comes with knowing yourself. You, you can't make excuses. You can't make apologies for, for the way that you're wired. doesn't mean we can't be better at these things or we can't learn to, to, to do them um, and, and excel in various areas, but you need to know what drains you. And third on my list is managing and maintenance. If, if I'm in any line of leadership, I've I'm in any area, if I'm employed somewhere or even at home or at play, leisure, whatever, and and it gets into managing just maintenance mode, that's going to suck the life right out of me. Um, One of the things I do in my spare time is is coach my son's hockey team. I've talked about it before on this podcast. And if if, if even that team gets into managing or just maintenance mode where we're not actually developing or, or bettering or, or make, if, if I've stopped or the people around me have stopped actually making the team better and the atmosphere and the culture better, uh, I'm going to tap out. Uh, I'm going to be drained and it's just going to suck the life right out of me. I'm not going to look forward to it. And so let me just say this in closing. If you're a married, you really need to exchange these two lists. All three of them actually would be great practice, a great um, just a great activity to sit down and share your top top five lists with your spouse and then have them share theirs with you to ensure. And, and that way, the reason you do that is because that way you can actually look out for each other and ensure that there is rhythm. The rhythm in your lives is healthy and it's healthy in their lives and you can protect each other from having too many drainers. And if you've got a lot of drainers coming up that you just can't avoid, then make sure you've got some things that fill you right after to reward yourself. 
um, so that you don't get burnt out. And so I hope you're getting the idea that your effectiveness actually has nothing to do with you doing more, but all to do with you being more. And the more we're talking about for, for these few podcasts starting in, in 2019 are more intentional. And this first one, just recapping, if you would be more intentional about knowing yourself, starting there with just who are you? Who is God? Who do you feel God has called you to be great at? What fills your tank? What empties your tank? If you would just take those three things and and maybe spend, if I were to give you some homework after this episode, if you would take, shut this this podcast off and in the next day, in the next 24-hour period, because research shows if you don't do anything with this material, with what the content that you've just heard in the next 24 to 36 hours, you probably never will. And, and so set a time in your calendar, set a reminder on your phone, on your app, whatever, and in the next 24 hours, would you just start that top five list of, of your top five calls? Start there and, and work away from there at the other two top fives. But if you would just start there, that would be a great list to start with for, for 2019. What do you feel God has called you specifically? Not the people around you, not your organization, not your church, not where you're employed. What has God called you to be great at? And if you would start there, um, I I believe if you'll become more intentional about knowing yourself, it will lead to all sorts of other things in, in 2019 and to more effectiveness ultimately in your leadership. And so I want to thank you for tuning in. I, I, I really hope that you'll tune in and, and join us next month because we're going to be sharing Leadership Hacks Part 2, and, and we'll be talking a little bit more. I'll give you a little, a, little, uh, a little sneak peek. We're actually going to be talking about being more intentional about leading yourself. So we talked about knowing yourself today, and next month we'll, we'll be sharing about being more intentional about leading yourself. And so thanks for listening to another important episode of Leadership Matters. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.